Happy Friday, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. I am joined here by Robert Karpolis for this fun Friday episode of Rumor and Innuendo. Wait, what the hell's going on here? You you said my name and you said it correctly. I'm thrown. This is the strangest Friday show we've ever had. That's right. House of Wrestling, WWE Creative-ish, coming together for this half hour of power. We got huge news. I wanted to put a smile on your face to start the show, Robert, because I knew it would bring you joy that I, Nick Hausman, took time I practiced. I got through my thick redneck skull. I'm awful with pronunciations. I said, I'm going to get my friend Robert Karpolis's name right. I'm never going to say it wrong again. Well, it's a good thing that there's no other hard to pronounce names that we're going to be talking about here oh, today. Jesus Christ. Amen. How to many that. times have you been saying his first name to prepare for it? Uh, look, I've been saying Kazuchika Okada for years. I'm a big Kazuchika Okada fan. I've talked to Kazuchika Okada, and we're going to talk some Kazuchika Okada here today. The uh, chat room is open. It is lively. We got Mike Miliaro here, or Miliaro. Oh, I screwed his name Jeez. up. You were so Happy. close. I was. Happy Fun Friday, everyone. Uh, I am Mr. Cheeseballs Productions. I'm sure today's the day we get Arctic Timps and Billy and the CW talk. More Billy and the CW talk from Cadillac Carson. Look, I actually, on my run sheet here today, have Billy and the CW news. Now, whether or not, and that's a real shoot thing, whether or not we get to this very real Billy Corgan CW news coming from their commentator, Joe Galley, we'll find out. We also have Dark Side of the Ring topics, the latest on Kenny Omega, WWE WrestleMania 40 plans, but let's get to it here. Oh, also Apple podcast reviews at the end of the shows. Of course, of course. Um, it's fun Friday. But Kazuchika Okada, he is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan confirmed this in a press release. Last night, Okada issued a statement. He's going to fulfill a couple appearances here in February. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or a Fightful saying New Japan Pro Wrestling officials found out about his decision recently. So uh, the departure is described as amicable. There's no ill will. New Japan feels confident it's going to be able to create new talent both in Japan and the United States after losing Okada. Uh, AEW is hopeful they're going to land him. WWE sources have yet to confirm talks with him, but many feel that those talks will be explored. But on WWE's end, they're not even sure he wants to make the move over. I am guessing the implication was to the United States from Japan. Um, they also added that TNA has mended fences with Okada. They had bad blood in the past. He had a good time apparently this past weekend. But AEW is definitely interested. A Rumble appearance likely off the table unless New Japan approves it because his contract's up at the end of the nut month. Just to kind of piggyback real quick on that, the Observer adding AEW believed to have made a stronger offer, possibly, in my opinion, maybe the only offer, but we get to that in just a second. And AEW sources range from very confident to this could go either way. With Ultimo Dragon adding on Instagram, Okada has not made up his decision yet. Ultimo Dragon, wedging his way into the talk. So um, I'll throw it to you, Robert. Uh, I did a lot of talking here. I'll keep my thoughts to myself for a moment. How do, how do you feel about Okada becoming a free agent here? So I think the first thing that threw me about this was the way in which this information was presented. I know you say that there's no ill will, no bad blood. It was a very curt statement that just sort of came out of nowhere that New Japan posted this. If there was, in fact, a relationship going on between Okada going over to AEW, given the fact that we saw how the Will Ospreay situation was handled, we see how the Forbidden Door relationship has worked, there seems to be a friendlier 
convivial relationship between these two companies, the notice that got sent out by New Japan, just in my opinion, did not seem like all is well. We've we've mapped this out. It was uh, we've been informed he's leaving. We apologize for those folks who were planning on seeing him. So it felt like they got put behind the eight ball, whereas if they really had uh, a strong dialogue with Tony, a strong dialogue with AEW, they would have worked this out a little bit smoother. I'm not surprised that WWE has not extended any sort of an offer yet. I think they want to make sure they're not stepping into any sort of contract tampering. So I think the fact that Okada is now saying, I am not renewing my contract, and I want to hear offers from other places, frees up TKO and WWE to say, all right, let's go in, have those conversations, and see what we can get from them. And I think if Okada is willing to work for either AEW or WWE, he knows that it's going to involve some kind of a move. And I think one of the ambassadors, one of the people he can have that conversation with is someone else who was reticent about making that move, which was Gunther. Gunther for years did not want to come over to the U.S., commit fully, and now he has done so. We've seen the success he's had. I think there's a number of former New Japan stars, whether it's AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura or Finn Balor, who have made that move into a WWE environment and can pick up the phone and have that kind of conversation and say, hey, there's a really great opportunity for you here if you want it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we have Ken Hanley here in the comment section saying, did Wrestling Observer Newsletter report last month that WWE wanted Okada badly? Yes, that was put out there. I believe it was by Dave. I would quote me for gospel on the source. But um, there, there is an idea that was put into my head yesterday when I was talking, or over the past 24 hours, is I've been talking to people about what could be going on with Okada? The the response I've gotten from top people at WWE has been like rather tepid, actually, about the situation. I mean, if you think about it right now, and I'm putting more words into their mouth, this is more my opinion, but like they have such a bloated roster up top right now. There's so many top guys. There's unexplored dream matches we haven't even got to with the guys they currently have on the roster, especially with Rhodes and Punk being into the mix. Now, the idea that there is like this real desire on WWE's end to get Okada is a great narrative for Tony Khan if Tony Khan feels he can get Okada, right? Like, the more this feels like it could go either way, right? Oh, maybe oh, maybe WWE really wants Okada. Uh, that certainly would play into Tony's hand in, in making it a bigger acquisition if he were to grab Okada. I don't know if that resonates with you. Absolutely. I think from Tony's end, him and AEW need Okada a lot more than WWE does right now just Oh, Given yeah. that we've said this before, I've used this phrase, the embarrassment of riches that WWE has, where you have Cody, you have Punk back, you have Brock Lesnar is going to be back in the mix. It seems yeah. as though John Cena keeps talking about how much time he really has left. So he's going to probably want something sometime soon. You've got Orton who's back, AJ back. It's insane who they have at that top that Okada could be someone who gets lost in the mix, whereas AEW really needs a big splash, a big name. And if they could pick up Okada and Will Ospreay, that's the kind of momentum that they need going into 2024. It really is going to come. You know, there's a lot of talk about like, what does WWE want? What does AEW want? And not all, I mean, it. you know, I was talking to somebody just before we went on to the show <laughs> that was like, yeah, you're not, this is how Okada works. He's very private. You're not going to know what he wants to do until he decides he's going to do it. And, what does Okada want out of this, right? You know, money. we've heard about money. Money, Nick. Money, money for sure. But, like, if the demand really isn't there from WWE, but you think you could come into WWE and really make a bigger splash, and then over time, 
make more money, build a bigger legacy. Is is that something that Okada wants? I mean, this isn't a guy who's, you know, in his late twenties. Uh, I, I believe he's like 35. Um, so very much kind of like the LA Knight. I'm not to compare them. They're obviously very different people, but like, <laughs> but like to damn the guy with faint praise. Okada, LA, the LA Knight of new Japan. <laughs> LA Knight has spoken recently about how he took a pay cut, uh, when he came to WWE, knowing that he could use that platform to bounce it into something bigger, which he, in the end was successful at doing. Can Okada come in and really, make that splash and build have have it be built around him can he does he see himself as a bigger star i guess is what i'm saying could he be a bigger star if he made that that leap to wwe rather than going to an aew no i think if he comes into wwe he knows that there's going to be a ceiling i I think the language barrier that he's going to encounter it's not as though he is a super dynamic promo but triple h (laughs) has not been afraid of Yes, thank you, Ken, who said Nick Housen, <laughs> LA Knight is like Okada. That's breaking news right there. Uh, Okada, you know, w, right at this point, Triple H not afraid to use managers, mouthpieces, someone to help Okada establish himself. This is going to sound worse than it is, and I'm going to preface this for the folks in the, the whatever. Not as bad as, as, as Nick saying LA Knight is like Okada, but the majority of the WWE fan base and audience does not know who Okada is is they may have heard the name they may have right. heard about it on the podcast you know, they have not watched a lot of okada they don't have exposure to him so the chance for okada to be in front of a wwe audience to sell merchandise to that audience be part of the video game be part of that overall eventual legends machine that becomes an annuity you keep getting paid year after year decade after decade when you're plugged into the wwe machine and i think that's something that he does not have right now he does not have across the board name recognition within the United States. Whereas if he's an AEW, we've seen him. And when he's been presented in AEW, I mean, they used him as like Orange Cassidy's tag partner. It's 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 well, a they were, totally different feel. That, yes. And that was a dry run for him to get ready for the Wrestle Kingdom match with Danielson. It was right. a chance for him to share the ring and I guess figure out what it's like to be in an AEW locker room. I'll just say this about Okada. I've had the privilege to attend many Okada matches. I had the chance to interview or not interview, but ask him questions at a press conference. There are very few people in this industry that when you share a room with them or you see them just feel like a big deal. And I think Okada, I not think I know that Okada feels like a big deal. I can see him at mania. I can see the Okada bucks falling from the ceiling I can see the pyro. I can see him in the robe. And you don't have to know New Japan to understand that the presentation for this guy, a guy who wears that presentation, you know, like a literal robe, it fits. It, it You know, I'll move away from the L.A. Knight comparison since that seems to have become a distraction. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes. All right. Now, if you now Cody Rhodes, is the biggest thing in the company now, but there was a time when he was coming back to WWE just before mania where people were like, Oh, are, are WWE fans going to like, are they watching AEW? Do they know what he's been doing? Do they know the whole backstory? Is it going to translate all that put to rest very, very quickly. Cody made the leap. The presentation was there. He felt like a big deal. WWE was ready to tell that story. I think if they want to do it, there's certainly money to be made with Okada at WWE. I think Okada gives them an opportunity if they sign him, to lean into the legitimacy, something that we saw them do with Mystico, which is have a press conference, 
have Triple H, have executives there, introduce Okada, make this feel like a big deal so you can put this on WWE programming, make video package at, packages out of it. So even if the fans are not aware of who he is necessarily, the fact that you see, man, we're getting a press conference, we're seeing Hunter up there shaking this guy's hand, this must be a major, major acquisition. And the number of dream matches he can have, I think, in WWE might outweigh what he can get in AEW. That, that's I, what I'm saying. If you're Okada and you're sitting there and you're looking at what are the money matches, right? And I'm not saying that there aren't big matches and that the audience would, in AEW wouldn't love Okada, but you just go down the men's roster right oh, now. I made, I made a brief list. You could see Okada, Orton, Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Nakamura, Finn, Sammy, John Cena. Hell of a lot of insane matches that you would not have gotten with Okada. And that gets you two, three years worth of stuff right there before wow. even utilizing him with some of the younger talent. You failed to bring up how Goldberg is looking for one last dance partner. And look, if WWE really wanted to do right by Bill Goldberg, I can't even finish this. I can't even say it with a straight face. You want to see Goldberg LA night. We get it. It's the big money match. Everyone's excited about. All right. Um, hey, by the way, uh, someone, someone floated this idea to me yesterday. If, if there was going to be Goldberg last match, put him in there with hook. Oh, man. You know what? That sounds like a blue chew stiff take of the day. That's right. We're here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com. You'll be like Tony Khan if he signs Okada. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. That's Blue right. Chew you know, oh, oh, no, sorry, no, I have one more no, thing. Go no, 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 no. Step on it by I all means. Up. I got it. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. That's right. And when we're talking about packages, you know, we're talking about packages. And the thing with pro wrestlers, and I know a lot of pro wrestlers, they're always on the move, right? They're always on the go. You never know when you're going to meet that right woman, you know, as you're out there on the move. You might be exhausted from being in the ring or a long day's work. You just need that little push over the edge. Well, that, my friends, is where the blue chew comes in handy. Because, again, I have so many friends that use this. You know, I got a buddy, again, a pro wrestler. He loves the blue chew on the road because, you know, I wasn't going to get too specific. But, yes, he, he likes to meet the ladies and then have a little bit of that extra oomph when the time comes when he when he's out, you know, doing what pro wrestlers do, which is have sex consensually on the road, you know. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code RUMOR at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code RUMOR, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this Stiff Take of the Day. Stiff Take of the Day, Goldberg LA Night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get into some WWE news. The Wrestling Observer had some updates about the WrestleMania 40 main event plans. Now, uh, as has been uh, indicated and talked about in the past, it does seem like Seth Rollins, if he's healthy, which we can get to here in just a second, 
uh, versus CM Punk is the plan for WrestleMania 40. And then on the SmackDown sign, Reigns versus Rock or Reigns versus Rhodes or Reigns versus Rock and Rhodes in a triple threat seems to be the direction. Uh, first off, yeah, Rollins had this knee injury on uh, this past Monday night. From those I've talked to, again, as of this morning, I'm very close to the chest about what is going or vest uh, in regard to what is going on with Seth Rollins right now. Um, we'll find out, I'm guessing by Monday, what's going on with him. It's going to be a real, that's a real curveball for the creative team just before the rumble. If, if this guy's unable to go potentially, but we did talk about the fact that there was not a Rollins match already announced for the rumble. So it's not as though we were expecting to see Seth in action. I yeah. think if there's a way knowing Seth, as I do, if there's a way for him to be healthy for mania, he will do everything he can to be healthy for mania. It is not at all a surprise that Rollins and punk is the scheduled night one or night two main event, probably night one, given the way that they, they value the, the two nights, but it's giving punk his WrestleMania main event. There's a great story that they have already been telling with him and Seth. I think that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. As far as the other match, Roman rock and Cody, I, I don't I don't love triple threat matches, especially at WrestleMania. I think it waters down either one of them, uh, either getting Rock versus Roman or getting Roman versus Cody. I I don't I don't love it. I get that they're sort of in a very tough position right now where they have to be able to serve two masters in this situation, but a triple threat match could be ugly, but on the other hand, we saw Rock's physicality with gender, and that was also looking pretty ugly. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, you throw Cody in there, find ways to take Dwayne out of the match. Roman and Cody could do a lot of the heavy oh, lifting. Oh, Dwayne, I didn't realize you guys were. Uh... Sorry, the Rock. He's a he's Dwayne jo Mr. Johnson, right? You're the, the guy who does Paul Triple H Levesque, so you know. Okay, fine, the Rock. Great. You take the rock out of the match. You let Roman and Cody do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the action goes in the ring. And I, you know, last year, Cody had the odds stacked against him. This year, having the odds even more so stacked against him, you know, I, I don't hate it. I, he could even lose again. <laughs> I don't even care, you know. Uh, let him keep going until the odds are in his favor, I suppose. I'm, I'm, I'm usually not a fan of triple threats, but for the reasons I mentioned about how I think the in-ring work would be better. I think there is, I think that the bloodline being more about pro wrestling, like there's more than one Royal family, which is how Cody starts his theme song. I think they could tell a story. I really do. I don't think it would be that difficult. I think everybody would have a good time. It's three huge stars. It would be different than Seth and, and punk, but how do you get there, Robert? So we have a very small pool of people here now that are potential rumble winners. If this is true, the rumble winner would have to be punk, the rock or Cody Rhodes, right? Yes. Okay. Of those three, which one is the most compelling to you? Which do you think has to, to pick up the win? Punk has to win the rumble. Punk has to win the rumble. Punk has to win the rumble because that's the only way you're going to get him to mania. I do not want to see CM Punk in an elimination chamber match, given his proclivity for injuries, especially given how that structure is built and the strong possibility of really healthy people getting hurt, I want to minimize the chance of CM Punk sustaining any kind of an injury. We already know Roman is not going to be at Elimination Chamber, so you have the opportunity to find a different path to get a number one contender, a challenger for him there. But I think you can do 
Seth, if Seth is healthy, if defending in in an elimination chamber match, because then the story is still Punk wants to main event WrestleMania for the title and not I'm coming after Seth Rollins because it's a personal issue. And I think that's what's been really well done with what we've seen Punk. He's trying to maintain this. I'm all about business and I just want to win the title. I don't, I'm not bad because I have a personal vendetta against you, Seth, even though you want to think that's the case. So now Seth has the motivation to win the Elimination Chamber to keep his title, to main event WrestleMania, and to go after CM Punk. And there's a number of players on the Raw side that you can put into that Elimination Chamber match to make it feel like a huge deal. So then if Punk wins the Rumble, it'd be pretty tough to slot Rhodes in to the Rock and Roman Reigns picture because he's not even on the SmackDown brand. So do you not see Rhodes then in, in the Roman uh, Rock picture? If Rock is available, then I don't I don't see Cody necessarily in that spot just because I don't think a triple threat works. And I think there's too much potential money to do Rock and Roman on a poster. Then when you put Cody in there as a third, it, it's kind of a detraction. I think The Rock brings in a lot of mainstream people who are excited to see him wrestle. If they see it as a triple threat, it kind of feels lesser than. But you can always find a path to get Cody into a match. There's always some lever they can pull, some something. Because if Punk says, I'm challenging the, you know, the, the, the world champ on Raw, then it becomes who's going to be world champ going into it. On the Roman side, it then becomes, well, we got to find a contender for Roman. And there's some whatever, some magical thing they create, whether it's a tournament or a, a second elimination chamber match or something to get a challenger for Roman. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I don't know how you get to rock Roman. I will say if Cody's just kind of adrift, do you think of like who's who's could be dancing partners here over on the raw roster? Gunther comes to mind, man. You know, uh, you Gunther's, wouldn't do Gunther? Cody? No, I think, Co I think Cody's dance partner, if he winds up not in that match, is Drew. These are the two guys that are on the outside looking in who both have, I mean, they told the story beautifully on Raw. I, I had them earmarked even before that as a potential WrestleMania match for hmm. the two guys who are just sort of that one tier below. I think Gunther, before I thought the, the guaranteed match for Gunther, if you needed him at Mania, would have been Sammy because Sammy needs a high profile spot and Sammy becoming an intercontinental champion is interesting. The fact that Gunther has said repeatedly that Brock Lesnar is his dream opponent and you do not currently have a plan for Brock going into WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar Gunther is a very attractive match. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have Simon Tyrese saying here, um, I'd go SmackDown, SmackDown number one elimination chamber and have Cody enter that to win a chance to go up against Roman Reigns, which well, I yeah, guess it's, you can And it depends happen. on how Cody gets eliminated. Because remember, we know Nakamura is basically going into the Rumble solely to try to kill Cody Rhodes. Like, that right. is his thing. So there could be something screwy that happens where Cody doesn't make it into the Rumble. He gets taken out in the back he gets eliminated in a way that's whatever that gives him the motivation to still potentially try to get an opportunity and be and warrant an opportunity. I don't think he's just going to be a guy tossed over the rope. And then he's going to go and say, I want a shot against Roman. This is what makes this rumble so damn intriguing is there are so many little interconnected stories being told. I picture just triple H has this all mapped with like post-it notes and string like that Charlie day meme. Yeah. I mean, it's that, always sunny. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Yes, a little, a little always sunny in. Well, and and where's WrestleMania? 
Philadelphia. All ties together, Nick. There it is. It's always sunny at WrestleMania 40. Um, well, I wanted everyone to go out of their way to go check out this new uh, Randy Orton cameo and an, a music video called RKO by Eladio Carrion. Uh, I don't think Robert's had a chance to watch it. I watched it this morning. It's like, go watch it. it the, at the last two minutes of it is this Randy Orton cameo, and I don't want to spoil it, but it is the most authentic presentation of randy orton i've ever seen and uh i want to see more of that randy but since you haven't seen it robert i guess there's nothing to opine about i just love the fact that orton's being used in a music video anytime wwe guys are in something more mainstream it's always fantastic uh they seem to get positioned really well in music videos i remember like rob van dam was in uh the the who was for number the, the 27 was the song whatever it was it was a it was a cool uh music video with him with a car Fair enough. Uh, the Wrestling Observer reporting Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes were both hurt on a spot from the January 12th uh, SmackDown show in Lincoln, Nebraska. Theory gave Hayes a downward spiral off the ropes. Both landed badly. Theory ended up with a concussion. Hayes was shaken up, but Hayes was able to wrestle on NXT on Tuesday in the tag team match. So just an update there on Austin Theory. Uh, the worst time of the year to be going down with injury. I'm, I'm sending my best to, to both of those guys right now. Yes, uh, I think Theory, even with a concussion, can still serve the role that he is in now, which is sort of him and Grayson Waller seconding Logan Paul in a number of different situations. Knowing Theory, knowing that they're able to find ways for heat, I think him going out there with a helmet and being told, you can't touch me, wildly entertaining, while he can still, you know, smack talk. Fair enough. Uh, over on X, Karrion Cross released a remixed version of the Final Testament video from last Friday's SmackDown. He's also he did this uh, video with Kevin Sullivan about a year ago, where he's like getting advice from Sullivan. He's dressed as a priest. It's pretty wild. He remixed them together. It's really cool looking. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but I just think it's really interesting that he did this and he's like using the classic Sullivan footage and basically saying I'm creating this like demonic cult, just like Sullivan did. Uh, at the height of his uh, uh, his his career, Karrion Cross is a really creative guy who understands how to use multimedia elements beautifully, and it makes sense to leverage the the myth of Kevin Sullivan. I don't know, I don't think Kevin's under any kind of WWE contract. Even he's as never appeared. Deal. He's never no. appeared for WWE. No, he he hasn't. But there's plenty of guys that they just they they lock him up in some way, shape, or form. I think it'd be a cool uh, a cool thing, though, having Kevin Sullivan and Paul Ellering, it's like an old man hat on a hat. <laughs> well, and then Heyman's rolling around, too, and I'm just like, man, it is just the 80s all over again on SmackDown these days. It is wild. Um, and Ken is asking, is this the production guy, Kevin Sullivan, Taskmaster, uh, obviously, is the Taskmaster. Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, now just known by Humberto and Angel on WWE.com. That's the story. This has happened twice now. They've <laughs> lost their full names. Like I, I thought that was just like a weird Vince thing, and now it's it's there and back. So the Chiron guy gets a break. So okay. good for him. Yeah, great. AEW news. We have one item here. It comes from the Observer, um, stating that they won't expect uh, Kenny Omega to be back anytime soon. They talked a little bit about Davy Boy Smith uh, dealing with diverticulitis. Uh, he came back relatively quickly, but Omega's situation, they're saying, is far worse. Now, due to the inflammation being so bad, he couldn't have surgery at the time, and as of last week, still hadn't had it. The decision's going to be made in about seven weeks based yeah. on his healing on whether he'll need surgery or not. But if he does, that would put him out of action significantly longer. There's no time frame 
on when he's going to return. That sounds really, really painful. And uh, I'm very sorry to hear that for Kenny. Look, it's a very scary situation. It's it's something where if the inflammation is so bad, they can't even do surgery now. His focus needs to be on getting better. Your your life is more important than your in-ring career. Take the time. Heal up properly. Hopefully, he comes back from the diverticulitis and he's okay. But right now, they really need to put a premium on getting Kenny healthy and out of the woods on whatever this is. Because we have seen, unfortunately, a couple times in wrestling where some of these issues are not properly addressed. And they just they grow even further and become even scarier. Definitely don't want that for Kenny. Hopefully, you know, when he is back, he is back and he's healthy. But for right now, take the time, do whatever doctors need. And uh, yeah. All right. Real quick. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. The Observer saying here are a couple of the topics for the upcoming season of Dark Side. Brutus Beefcake, Harley Race, Buff Bagwell, Kurt Angle, Chris Adams, Sandman and Black Saturday, which was when Vince McMahon purchased Georgia Championship Wrestling to get access to the TBS time slot in 1984. Of those listed, which uh, which intrigues you the most? How are they going to do a, like Harley? I know he had the the boat thing, right? The boat accident. I don't know if that's necessarily an hour. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of other. Maybe I'm wrong. Evan, you know, knows what he's doing, but I don't know. If there's a ton of dirt, and I think the obviously the uh, the Georgia Championship Wrestling thing will be a hell of a lot of fun. I think that's one of those. If you're a fan of a certain age and you don't know what this was. It's kind of a mind-blowing thing to see Vince McMahon on TBS. It was crazy. Uh, Beefcake, hopefully, is a, you know some of those. I know, I know, Beefcake is doing better now. He's doing great. He's he's a productive member of the wrestling community. Sometimes when they do these dark sides, it just brings up, uh, it puts them in a really bad light. Uh, Sandman's a really interesting guy, so I'm curious about that. I'm also curious if uh, they're going to have a, a new narrator. For this season of Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen anything about that. I will certainly keep an eye on it. Um, Buff Bagwell, um, Brutus, and Kurt Angle will all be interesting episodes because they're alive, right? And um, I, I I thought the Nick Gage episode was probably one of the most compelling just because you had Gage kind of reflecting on, on his own story. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful we get something like that with those three where it's just like not, a, not the WWE version of their tale. They're allowed to kind of get a little grittier into their story. Cause they all seem pretty open about uh, talking about what they've been through. I think Kurt especially has really talked about some of the dark times and struggles. And unfortunately when I worked with Kurt, it was sort of during one of those darker periods. And the fact that he is such a success, a success story is fantastic. I know buff. He was a success story. There was sort of some confusion about what happened to him over the last couple months but I'm hoping that this, again, puts these guys in a positive light. And if they can control their narrative a little bit, just like we saw with Nick Gage, it puts them back on a national spotlight. We saw Nick Gage get a, a, a moment in AEW because of it. Or you wind up like the Marty Jannetty situation where you're just like, oh, oh, no. Well, stop. well, lastly here, before we get to our Apple podcast reviews, knockouts at three counts had NWA commentator Joe Galleon. And he confirmed Power Stand on the app and the NWA reality show is actually going to air on the CW. Now, to what end, we shall see. I always said that they wanted the, the Billy Corgan wedding on their on their network. So whether we get the whole season or just that episode on TV, regardless, um, Team Stings have landed pretty firmly how I thought. Apple podcast reviews, huh? 
Yeah, Apple Podcast Reviews. The first one coming from CRSZ1. It is titled Billy and the CW. He says, <laughs> OMG. <laughs> like, it's like a poem. It's entitled Billy and the CW. They are the little pieces of art. Thank you. OMG, I look forward to hearing Nick and Robert every day. Definitely appointment listening. Thanks for the news and opinions. Absolutely love the show. P.S. They'll get around to Billy and the CW within the next six to eight weeks. Hey, I gave you a little treat here today, CRSZ1. Do you want to read the other review? No, because I don't have it up on my screen. You Fine. do this all the time. I'll, no, no, I'll pull it up. It. I got it up. I got it up. I got it up. Bluechew.com uh, promo code rumor. Uh, this is from Tom Baconface, which I believe is a family name titled Love It. Uh, such a great show. It's nice to have daily news from reputable sources. I start my day at work every day by listening to the previous day's podcast. Helps keep me in the loop when I'm too busy to sort through all the crap that gets reported and get some opinions from guys I trust. Nick has made a name for himself reporting credible news and come to find out I've been following Robert for many years on Twitter back to the days when everybody was buzzing on who is the WWE creative Twitter account because they know Vince so well. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you have lore. Yes, I had I had lore and mystique, and then WWE shut my account down, and uh, I had to come out and be like, no, I'm not an active employee reporting from inside. Uh, though part of the problem was folks in Gorilla and in the production truck were actively following my feed, and that was what kind of irked some people. I love that. I love that for you. Well, uh, I had a wonderful, fun Friday here today with Robert and everybody in the comments section. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Oh, I was supposed to talk to you about this earlier. Um, we're we'll saving do... it for on the air? <laughs> I guess. Uh, next, next, next Friday, uh, I'm supposed to be at the, the Royal Rumble Media Scrum um, until noon Eastern when this show starts. So I would like to start at 2 Eastern next Friday. Um, if that's all right with you, that'll give me time to get away from the media scrum, eat, we'll do the show, and then I have to go to a community event right afterwards. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that uh, off air, but I, I, that should be okay. But I do have to check the, uh, you know, the shoot job and find out whether or not that's okay. Okay. Um, but sure. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. Since you will be in Tampa enjoying all of the festivities and events as a beloved member of the uh, internet Treasure. wrestling community treasured treasured everybody um if you want to have your review if you want to have your voice heard on the show obviously the comment section is always open but those uh comment are the reviews on apple Podcasts and elsewhere are really what helps uh keep us chugging down the track so if you want to help us find new listeners you want to help support the show it's free and easy take a moment of your time head over leave a nice comment leave a five-star rating we always appreciate it uh thanks everybody so much i'm at nick underscore houseman you can find me over at houseofwrestling.com and on behalf of the treasured Nick Hausman, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors.